Our little vacation at the lake is over. And now that Lucia is not being eaten by Audrey too, he will have to send his apologies to Bob Dylan because he absolutely destroyed Mr. Tambourine Man. It's got to be bittersweet for a DM when they see things go so smoothly for their PCs. Get to see them soar and enjoy their characters. But you don't get to show off your cool features. That plan could have bonked us together if it had caught two of us. And who knows what Radovan had up his jangly sleeve. But alas, they're gone. Don't sweat it. In fact, sit back and relax. Put your headphones on and zone out as you tune in to episode 101 of What the Fumble. Lo-fi tambourine beats. Episode 101. Dalmatian yeah. time. Uh, basics time. It's always back to basics. 101, yeah. Exactly. About to get schooled in some D&D. Oh, no. <laughs> but Pongo. Do you guys have any good, like, D&D 101 examples? You know, like, D&D like 101, don't split the party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D&D 101. Uh, um, don't well, attack the shopkeeper because he's always a level twenty fighter ex adventurer. Oh, and the tavern keeper, of course, tavern keeper yeah. too. D and D one hundred one. Don't antagonize the DM. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't stop us, but yeah, fair. I mean, to an extent. D and D one hundred one. Uh, show up on time. D and D one hundred one. Don't steal from party members. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because I mean, as much as it's oh D and D one hundred one. As much as you might want to. Don't be a piece of shit and then say, oh, but it's what my character would have done. Oh, if you're taking yeah. away the fun, it's not fun for anyone. That's, I don't care if you're yeah. having a grand old time. It's the biggest thing is the you have to yes and. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah, as Stop. much of a dick as Slash is. Apparently getting his buddy sacrificed last week. His brother. Uh, my brother. brother. Yeah. 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 yeah, but like, what, what was it like brother or like brother? No, 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 brother. They were oh, from the oh. same clutch. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. So, like... <laughs> Egg on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Egg in Dendar's mouth. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> God. No. So, I was thinking, if even if it wasn't a flashback, if Slash started the session by monologuing about that shit, like, before we continue this combat, I need you to know about me. Tess was still in silence. So, Tess still doesn't give a shit about this snake boy. Yeah. Like that, it'd change it. Yeah, fair. Uh, we forget that that silence was generated by Salash, so he had the choice to drop it. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he got distracted by a salad bar. Mm, fair. It's like oh. a sandbar and salad bar combined. But D&D 201, I like to think that it is the, like, while it is partially the Dungeon Master's responsibility to make sure that everyone's having a good time, I'm a big proponent of... It's definitely also the players, the party members' responsibility to make sure the DM is having a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. that's extremely so like fair, not yeah. bogging things down in semantics. Uh, sorry that I don't do that. <laughs> 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 do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> don't be a like be a rules lawyer, but not to you know 
be pedantic. But not you know like a I criminal mean? defense attorney. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Jesus. Uh, if we uh, weren't, if there wasn't microphones in front of our face, you could be like, ah, fuck it. But, you know, there's dozens of people now, hopefully, out there that can shit on us. If what we was it last? I think it was last week we were saying, you know, oh, Justin had the full capability. He even encouraged us split the party. I can't <laughs> think of any DM that would want to go under that undergo that kind of masochism of splitting the party if we didn't have that kind of you know mentality about ourselves that's exactly it. that's what i like to think the real 201 courses are in dnd dnd 201 is breaking all the dnd 101 rules if you ask me yeah doing it well and doing exactly i think you, well it takes like a good table like it takes a lot of trust at the table but eventually I feel like you can start stealing off party members because we have enough trust at the table and we all know we're still going to show up next week. Exactly. And you, there's no like, hard feelings. There's the respect that you're doing it for a reason as opposed to just like, I feel like doing it. Right. Won't it be so crazy? Yeah, yeah but I that's what that's what Slash's character would do. <laughs> yeah, but how many, times, <laughs> how many times have I actually done that, though, is my point. You know, to that same end, you know, we've had a literal, you know, MGS, you know, style story with, with Tess and, and rest in peace, Lenara. You know what I mean? But it doesn't take away from the storytelling. It doesn't take away from the table because it's important, it's relevant, and it feels good, you know? Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that if you stole from the other party members, we wouldn't put it past the lash. <laughs> and oh. that's the 201, is that you can break that rule if you want to, because the trust is there. I mean, <laughs> the kind of thing you don't want to do in your starter D&D group, like, you know, some people you've never oh, met yeah. before, and you sit at the table and you steal all this stuff because you're a cool wrong like, you don't yourself. have that anymore and you don't know that so you can't do anything about it right and just sit back with your arms crossed david it's not fun for a first time david can only point fingers because if lustra had tried to do that he'd put something of equal value and leave a receipt so <laughs> <laughs> hold up let me yank out a tooth <laughs> Hey, dragon's teeth are valuable, right? They are. That's yeah. my point. They can go back. And I'm part of dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll put a gold cap dragon fang in there. You know what doesn't grow back, though? Radovan. <laughs> yeah. Or does he? Oh, don't you dare. Uh, oh. He exploded said, in loot, Justin. You guys said it's important that I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> He actually turns into a like a thousand tiny Radavans, just like in out of the giblets. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a blast. Let's do that. <laughs> no, we've already had one swarm of tiny zombies. You'll get into about seven Radavans worth of it rolling initiative, and you'll be like, yeah, fuck this. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, let's play some D&D. Hell yeah. Sounds like we're pumped up to do it. Oh, hell so yeah. let's do it. Mm. Nothing to do with the pile of loot that we are about to get. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Mm. Does the bard get the tambourine? No. <laughs> there you guys were not more than 100 feet away from the fork in the road on the Van Richten grounds. The fork in the road that splits in one direction towards the graveyard where all the mausoleum and that stuff was. Or in the other direction towards Richten House and the remainder of the estate you, or should I say Lustra, yeah. <laughs> have just wrecked Radovan. <laughs> he exploded in a giant cloud of necrotic 
energy at the end. And when I say giant, I mean a five-foot radius, which is actually kind of disappointing. Well, I mean, five-foot radius would take up this room. It's true. Like So feasibly, if Looster wasn't a master sniper, could have been bad. Unfortunately, you guys were all 30 feet or further away from the explosion and yeah, no 30 harm. feet, 30 feet sniping range. <laughs> <laughs> sweet spot. The sweet spot. Looster just, I, I'm sure I've made this joke before. Looster's just like nearsighted. <laughs> it's so far away, you guys. I need magic to track things down past that. <laughs> so there that you guys are at 446. Just recently got out of initiative. There's some shiny loot scattered throughout the murder scene. (laughs) (laughs) What to do? Side note, I just love it from Radavan's perspective. He's like, runs into the bushes. Okay, I'm hidden. Lustra just walks up. You! (laughs) Thump, thump! Dead. (laughs) Double tap. Some pretty epic Lustra stuff. (laughs) So Lustra's soldier boy walks up. You! (laughs) Lustra killed the shit out of Radavan. He cranked that soldier boy. (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. So what do we want to do? Um, well, I think this is Slash's MO right now. There is a corpse. There are shiny things. Go for it, Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to... Well, not that I think there's a corpse left, because it exploded into black necrotic mist. But isn't. Uh, but uh, he'll definitely take first dibs on the loot. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about the loot. You're confident there was loot. There's bits and pieces... Of his clothes and all that stuff scattered throughout. Even a ring or two that's pretty easy to find. The tambourine is right there. You find that with no issues. But you remember him wearing quite a few rings on his hands. You remember a little bit of jewelry. Some other weapons, maybe. But the explosion has them all scattered throughout. So the question I have to ask you, Miles, or whoever wants to do this, is how much time... Do you want to invest in finding the loot you're confident was on the body? The less time you spend doing it, the higher the DC goes for your investigation check. The more time you spend, that DC just starts going down and down and down. Um, Slash is pretty confident in his investigatory skills. Um, I feel like he's okay with spending, say... What is it? It's 445? 446. 446. Oh, that changes everything. <laughs> At least four minutes, because yeah. it's like, yeah, not um, on the fives. Is I, I feel like Radovan is a key character in Van Richten's turmoil and nightmare. Um, I feel like having as much information about him up to and including his possessions is important. I feel like dedicating at least doing a take 10, take 10 minutes to, to, ten to minute. search. Search of the the area. How much of a benefit would it be if uh, Looster took that bullseye lantern off his hip, lit that up, looked for any um, gemstones? Ooh. Gems. Oh, the old lantern from the Bottleborn Mining Company. Yeah. Haven't pulled that out in a while. Absolutely. Things dwarves make. The only thing they're, um, (laughs) that we have to remember them by. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go and haul that out and, and give the area a sweep with it. Very, very nice. 
what was the range on that? Do we remember? I think it Bullseye was... landed 60? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Mr. Van Richten, I know you didn't for all of episode 100, but could you cast Guidance on Slash, please? <laughs> I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> He'll give Slash a Guidance. Are we still doing 10 minutes, even with the lantern involved as yes. well? Okay. Yes. Okay. Then go ahead and roll advantage. And your DC is going to be pretty low here. Yep. Do pretty I, low. Do I get a D4 for guidance or? And, oh, yes. And a D4 for guidance. Sorry. Oh, that is, that is absurdly high. <laughs> um, that is, oh, that's a 16, not a 19. Dyslexia. Oh, no. Uh, 27 investigation. Holy shit. Very, very, very good. DC 28. Shit. Oh, no. If only Looster was trying to track the loot. <laughs> Tambourine, again, is found with no issues whatsoever. You find a bunch of rings, though. The lantern kind of helps guide you in the directions that they flew. But in addition to the tambourine... And four daggers. He also had a total of five rings on his fingers. This guy was blinging hard. Hell yeah. And he still had more that he got away with from what we can tell based on your previous description. I don't know. You, I feel like you just found, you just bloodhounded that shit. (laughs) Fair, fair. Like, Lustra found him. You're like, okay, but his valuables though. They're nice rings, all five of them. One is this onyx ring, the golden band that looks like it's easily worth 50. You find a diamond ring worth 50. A pearl ring worth at least 100. You find another golden ring, like the symbol of a shield instead of a gemstone on it. You find... A beautiful silver ring that is holding a shiny purple gemstone. That one looks like it's easily worth a hundred. So five rings, a a tambourine, and a bunch of knives. Oh, nice. Because that tambourine was very unique when we first encountered it, um, I feel like it's, it's safe to say, even without a detect magic, that that thing is magical in nature. Um... Hmm. Maybe wrap it in cloth. We don't want it exactly hitting a note and then summoning summoning a, a zombie horde. Yeah, we need that. To- we could control now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I'm just trying to think of like a way to sort of quote unquote identify because I don't have identify right now. Um, hmm. Hold on to now. For now, we're yeah. gonna have to take a short rest at some point. Troubadour's got sub left in the tank, but not a lot. Yeah, no, and, and Slash is 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 hurting that way too. Um, so I feel like what he'll do for now is do what Lustra suggested, and Slash will wrap it as tightly as possible, make sure nothing jingles or jangles, um, and, and keep it uh, keep it on his person. Wrap the tambourine up double tight, or else the. Jangle Man comes Unless tonight. Unless Valdo comes at night. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Soul Calibur. One of the greatest games ever made. Uh, what did I say the last time was? 441? Is that what I said? 446. Yeah. 446. Sorry. 
is behind five minutes. Just to make things easier on all of us, I'm going to give you a minute. Ooh. And we're going to call it 4.55 at the point where you kind of have all the stuff rounded up, all the loot rounded up. You guys are standing there discussing your options, discussing the next move. 4.55 is the current time. The entire reason we went to the island was to search for Greta and the groundskeeper of, for obvious reasons, are not there. So where do we investigate next? Ooh, uh, Mr. Van Richten, when was dinner time? It seems Joseph uh, has a bit of a stick up his ass for uh, punctuality. So it's five o'clock dinner time, and hopefully that'll be a meeting of all the bodies. We can see who's still left on this estate. Yeah, nice wording choice there. <laughs> hmm. Uh Unfortunately, while the house was under my care, I it didn't take much time to stick to a schedule. In truth, I don't remember exactly when we ate, back when it was my father running things, or back when all this happened. Five, six o'clock, I'm guessing. Damn it, man, remember the dinosaur nuggets! <laughs> All right, we can just wait five minutes if there's a bell. I say we go to the house. If not, fuck around an hour, go to the house. If there's no bell, let's be super concerned. There's one thing on note of concern. When we were battling the zombies, not to be like a dog with a bone. Uh-huh. No offense, Greta. Um, oh, yeah. I made myself sad. Um, <laughs> when the zombies retreated... We heard the sound of a tambourine leading them back. I mean, what are the odds that there are two tambourines around here? That's a, it would be a horrible percussion uh, section if otherwise. Really, that would be the hour I'd take. Let's dick around in the graveyard until it's dinner time. But if there, if a bell goes off, we still know that uh, Joseph and, and Co., are about their normal stuff, and if we don't hear any dinner bell in, like, the next two hours, heck has broken loose. I'm gonna guess. I mean, honestly, I think heck has already broken loose, to be real. I mean, we thought that we had time to go exploring, and that brought Greta up to presumably her demise. There were no... There didn't seem to be any... She's already dead. Signs of a struggle, but... Did she drown? Was she suffocated? I don't know what... Did that cause other things to happen? The details are gruesome, I'm sure. However, it is important to know that, especially if the bones we found on the island are indeed Greta's, that begs the question, who is the Greta we ran into? Is that... The original Greta? Is that some sort of monster or creature or monstrosity that just has the memories of Greta? There are more questions that the bones leave than anything else. If they are going to facilitate the same habits they had in life, and if the groundskeeper has got a certain affection towards Greta for... And he'll sort of look towards the mansion and think of... uh, What was her name? Elise? Mm Mm-hmm. 
um, I think of Elise and think for extracurricular activities, then perhaps we should move to the to the groundskeeper's hut. That is somewhere along the road, as that I think is probably the most likely place they are. Well, we could go down to the next fork, see if somebody goes to the house or to the anywhere else. I mean, there's been a lot of tracking and backtracking along here. Lustra, do you think that you could find the freshest tracks? See if there's anything else? Besides Radavans, he's over there and he's dead. I know. I shot him twice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Van Richten... Is this where Healer turned traitor? Because he can't... I don't think he can heal that. No, there's nothing I can do there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Well done. <laughs> There's nothing I can do to save you this time either, Radavan. How's that feel, bitch? <laughs> Van Richten, please stop teabagging him. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation brings you to 5 p.m. even, at which point no dinner bell goes off, if that makes a difference one way or another. Oh, Troubadour's craving chicken nuggets. Still standing there at the fork in the road, not far from the murder scene. (laughs) (laughs) The execution scene, Mm -hmm. let's be real. I think it prudent for us to return to the manor, check in with Joseph, check in with Elise, see what is happening at the very least. Alternatively, as I mentioned previously, perhaps moving to the groundskeeper's hut to see if the groundskeeper and Greta are within what are we more concerned about? Are we concerned about these maybe zombies, maybe probably dead people trapped in a horrible loop? Are we concerned about uh, the torturing of Van Richten or really our own survival at this point? Because, yeah, there's house, graveyard, and mausoleum, and uh, groundkeepers, Carl's, Carl's house. I'm I'm kind of concerned about... The differences that we have with, you know, we saw Greta, we see bones that could possibly be hers. What happens if we just ask them directly and pose the difference and ask them about the bones that we clearly saw? I mean, I guess I may have been too obscure when we were talking to Elise earlier. Um, she seemed rather disgusted by the, by Greta's doll, but... I think we both, or sorry, correction, I think we all know that the reason for us being here is to rid Van Richten of his nightmare. I'm not sure what that looks like. Is it slaying all the creatures here that do him ill will? Is it understanding what Joseph and Carl and Greta and Elise have in store for him? It is hard to say. But I think that should be our primary objective is to cure Van Richten of whatever ails him this way. We know that there is a bestial figure of himself that shows up at the mansion. We know that the Radavan is clearly an instrumental figure in his trauma, one of which we have eliminated. We still have not yet visited the mausoleum, as is his typical habit whenever visiting the estate. We also know that Greta is of key importance in his childhood. There is a variety of reasons to investigate any which way 
It is simply a matter of knowing which one is going to yield the greatest result. He Didn't he say he barely remembered Greta? I have a few small, short memories of her, but... Maybe. Yes, uh, yeah. the last time I interacted with her, I was six years old. Maybe we're putting a little bit too much of our own feelings that maybe a child shouldn't be murdered by monsters. Maybe Greta's not that important at all. Where did you get your nickname Rudy from, Doctor? As I've told Jews, something my sister called me. Your sister, correct. And not necessarily... Greta. Hmm. Greta did as well, but it was... Yes, the two of them did. Aside from those two, I've never really let anyone else call me that. Uh, In my earlier years, no one thought to, and in my later years, I was always frightened to let anyone too close. It seemed like... It seemed too familiar. I feel like there's something there... Forgive my uh, presumption, but clearly, in my mind, there is something there. I'm not saying she's, you know, gotta die. She's probably the least likely or necessary to die. And it sucks that a kid is now buried under an apple tree. Well, was previously buried under an apple tree. Uh, But, yeah, if if we're looking at, you know, if, if we're looking for zebras where are we going to see the horse or whatever that that etymology is don't confuse (laughs) don't confuse um uh galloping of horses with that of zebras yeah there we go good job bookworm what Uh, because he likes books and he's a snake man I think we should try and find the groundskeeper because I'm more curious about the new coffins and who built those and what if, I feel like that's something that maybe the groundskeeper would have done. Casimir does have the more woodworking abilities. Which is also still a question mark. Maybe he went made them went crazy. The only thing that I'm realizing is that the most questions we have right now, while there is on the in Lake of Apples, it's mainly the graveyard. That has the most questions for us right now. And I feel like being able to answer some of those questions like what's in the mausoleum why are there so many zombies why was there new coffins and everything else ancient who built those coffins i feel like this might be the thread we want to pull next tess and i kite the zombies with the tambourine once the mausoleum is empty of zombies you three go in and see what's going on then we run around like weirdos then troubadour Air plays tambourine. <laughs> Slash will cough. I don't know about you, but my voice has become dry with its use. I'm certainly not feeling my strongest, and I'm sure many of you also feel the same way. Is combat certainly something we can continue to entertain, or shall we try to find less violent ways of acquiring information before bedding down? Well, I mean, if Lustra keeps going like he has been for the past little while, I don't think we have anything to worry about ever. I've still got lo- a lot left in the tank for me, personally. You guys are discussing this at 5.10pm. One thing that I 
that has been bothering me for the past hour and a half, but it feels like weeks, <laughs> um, is everything that has gone wrong has gone wrong out of our sight. I don't like the idea of not being able to see things as they happen. We've just been showing up to places after problems have already occurred and dealing with them, making assumptions. I just want to witness one thing. Yeah, we just sit here and talk for 10 minutes on the fucking road. That's. I just, in the event that anyone is still in the in Richten house, I, we don't even have to engage with them. Like, I could... I could hide and just spy on them or something. I just want to see what is going on. There is something to be said about that. How far away would Rickenhouse be if we booked it? You could even give me a time limit. If you want to go I to believe the mausoleum, you, fine. if you want to go to the mausoleum, I could just go there, take a look at the very least, make sure they're still alive or whatever form of life they have in this sense. So do we take the gamble of going to Richton House, where we know where people will be, and wait until something happens? Or te- Tess takes a peek, and first sign of danger, she runs out. We go and investigate the graveyard and hope that we meet in the middle, all of us alive. If you were to book it to Richton House from the point you're at right now, it would take you 10 minutes to get there. We thought Casimir would still be in the gatehouse. He was not. We have no idea where he is. We don't even know if... We don't, we don't know anything that's going on with him. So if we're making assumptions, chances are... <laughs> chances are we're wrong. Like, I'm not going to engage. If anything goes wrong, I will immediately run to all of you. I mean, there is Woods, and she's got that, that cloak and that... How do I point out your your heritage with while being respectful, dear? Uh, we like being called knife ears and having people like pull their ears up really sharp. All right, one it's... second. Can you come near this tree? I need to climb up to your <laughs> knife ears there. Um, but again, I could just go do Overwatch. Make sure that if anything happens, you can know while you do something else. I I'll just passively watch. That's all. I will not engage. Mm mechanically yeah Tess can probably hide so much better on her own than with yeah, us that's that's fair I think above the table I think what we should do is the party at large go to the mausoleum Tess dart over to Vic Richton house double check to make sure that everybody's alive and there um and then upon confirmation of that double back since all of our watches seem to be synchronized for some reason we mm-hmm. can we can meet at um the the uh, fork in the road that goes from Van Richten House to the three-way uh, up to the Lake of Apples graveyard or uh, the Groundskeeper's House. Six o'clock-ish. The end of the Richten House driveway, basically. Yeah. Okay. So let me make sure I'm hearing this right. Right now, the proposal is for Tess to run off to Richten House by herself and just kind of watch it for a while while everybody else goes and further investigates the graveyard with the intention being that everybody meets up at the second fork in the road at 6 p.m. 
Is that what I just heard? That yep. sounds that sounds accurate. accurate. Yes, everyone's in on that plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. Let's split the party. Woo! Push comes a shove. If you are being attacked, you run right to the graveyard. If we're being attacked, we run right to Van Richten House. Yes, um, and we take the road exclusively. So if things happen at the same time, we meet exactly. And we'll meet up the place we took a short rest. Okay. So that's where you can, will be your base of operations. Does anyone require healing? Ooh, it does feel good, doctor. It's one of my favorite lines. Are we doing a quick heal? Uh, do, does anyone require healing? I have key points. I can, I can spend them. I'm good. Okay. Slash shakes his head good. now. Let's get going. Everyone right. feels good. It is 5.15... When you go off in opposite directions, it is 5.20 when Tess arrives close enough that she can kind of keep overwatch on the Richton Manor. I'd say Tess can move pretty quick when she's by herself and not being slowed down by a pesky party. God, this is so much easier. Why don't I do this all the time? (laughs) Within that same amount of time, though, the rest of you managed to get to just outside the gates of the graveyard. The time is now 5.20 p.m. And what does the graveyard crew want to do? Tess, when you arrive, you don't really see anything going on. It seems all is quiet at Richton House. Okay. Um, can I stealth and just look in a window, see if I can see a, a living creature? You want to go all the way up to the house? Give me a stealth. Okay, I just, like, if they're not there, I want to know. Because them not being there is... Uh, stealth with vision is advantage. Uh, 17. 17 is pretty stealthy. You kind of maybe look through one that you'd hope gives you maybe a vantage point on, on the dining room, maybe. Somewhere in the first floor. You don't see anyone, but that doesn't mean nobody's home. It's big old house. Three-story house. Cool. I'll keep an eye on the dining room just in case. What's going on at the graveyard? No zombies roaming around. Ooh, does it look like the door's been opened because we're out of hand bursted out? It does not. It does not. Wait, which door? Sorry. The, the mausoleum, mausoleum door. door. The mausoleum yeah. door has not been opened. We closed it after we left. Correct? We did. Yeah. And barred it. It has not. We, no, we didn't borrow it. We stacked a bunch oh, of crap yeah. in front of it. Blocked it, sorry. Yeah. Isn't, you did. And that stuff's still all there? Crap's still there. Hmm. I wonder if there's an alternative exit. That, he had Dimension Door. Maybe they've got a mixtape of tambourine jams in the bottom. Fredavan's greatest hits. He just puts a tape on the, on the loop so that the zombies don't get out of hand. It's just a killer tambourine track. Lo-fi tambourine mixes to shamble too. Lo-fi tambourine. <laughs> DJ Khaled, he's on everything! Another one. <laughs> I'm not there. Disregard. Um... <laughs> Lo-fi tambourine. <laughs> I'm totally looking that up when I get home today. Hell yeah. If that isn't the episode name, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah, right out. Um, Let's look at some coffins with it. Yeah, coffins. to see if anything's changed in there. Yeah, we'll we'll bugger into the 
to the shack and see if anything's changed there. Okay, you bugger right in. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> Sounds like a dangerous way to approach this situation, but that's what you do. Oh! Yeah, but it's not a saunter. So yeah, sauntering be damned. Yeah, I think sauntering would have been more dangerous yeah. in my experience. That was episode 1 to 100, thank you. We're, we bugger now. We triple bugger <laughs> these days. Triple digits, we bugger. Mm. You bugger your way into... <laughs> That little woodworking shack. The coffins still have that fresh scent to them. It doesn't look like any shavings have been added to the floor. Nothing looks different than last time you were here. There are still the same amount of coffins. Still five coffins. Slash looks in and he's almost like, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Actually, when it comes to the coffins, uh, is there... Are the doors actually attached to them already? Like the actual cover plates? I'm just wondering if there's any name plates on them. Are the door nails put in? Mm. There are no name plates on them. Uh, I guess it would be kind of completely unreasonable for them to have hinges, wouldn't it? Uh, so I guess, yeah, they're not nailed shut. Okay. They're open. The door is just kind of like resting against it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, but no name plates. Okay. No. The only place to go, I think, is down into the mausoleum. Now, the first time, it was the light and all the things that made them go, and come at us. So we can at least open quiet, see how they're doing. Maybe play a little tambourine, see how they're doing. See if that tambourine music is still going. But yeah, this time, a little more hush approach than, you know, not knowing there is a horde of zombies underneath here. I think that is that is apt. And if we do activate a horde of zombies, do we start running back to Richton House right away? Second first, same as the first. Come at me, zombies. Wee! Just kidding. I'm out of cool spells, so that's not going to do well. It is 525 when you guys are contemplating this. Just for the record, Tess, nothing at all has changed. Nothing. Oh, this is so boring. Why did I suggest this? 525 at the graveyard, just to make sure we're all on the same page, for you guys to arrive at the designated spot by 6 p.m. You have to leave the graveyard by 5. Uh, let me double check the distance. If you want to meet Tess by 6 or within a few minutes of it, you've got about... 30 minutes, a little less, to kind of okay. investigate here. Push comes to shove, we find something juicy, I'll run and find Tess. Uh, assuming everything's safe here. Um, mm, 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 mm. How about we uh, unbar one door, open another? That way, it's a little easier to, to shoehorn them. Mm. I think that might be appropriate. Yeah, whatever door seems the best opening. You know, those cupboards that mm -hmm. one always fucks you up. <laughs> it's like my fridge. So going for the mausoleum doors. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Moving all the stuff out of the way. Moving the stuff from one side all to the other side. Oh, so it's like double barricade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, I like okay. that idea. Smart, smart. Making sure it's the door that doesn't have the asterisk. <laughs> Has the what did you call me? 
with exterior doors, there's like an extra piece for the double doors that acts as a seal in the middle. Oh, I know exactly and that, what you're and talking that's, about. And, that, and that's why you have a nasty time opening double doors if you don't do it in the right order, because the astral gets in the way. Patreon um, exclusive, the David Wells Doors and Windows podcast. <laughs> you looking for inspiration. You're not going to get it, David. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I too shot a boss. I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> Loose to ride and <laughs> Yeah, we'll do that. We'll open the door with the ass tickle and uh, see what goes on. <laughs> Move all the stuff to one side so that one door is super blocked. Whoever has the best ears should press their ear against the mausoleum. And if our shuffling has people going, Meh, Oh, I like should, it. Uh, Slash will go ahead and put his ear to the door probably because he just doesn't want to lift things perfect <laughs> van richten come help perception no from slash van richten can give you guidance if that helps that would be appreciated hey uh that's a dirty 20 dirty 20 is pretty pretty good all is quiet at the mausoleum deadly silent troubadour as quietly as he possibly can. As a matter of fact, give me a stealth check. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> the torpedo needs to make a stealth check. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm being quiet, everyone. Uh, Listen to me, being quiet. It's a seven because of disadvantage, but the other one was a 20. Oh. Uh. Mm, disadvantage because of uh, all your armors. Heavy armors. Clank, clank, clank. Clank, then, clank, clank. And then minus one because my dex is shit. This potato, potato sack really chafes. Wow. Slash, you very much pick up on the change down below as Troubadour tries to quietly open this mausoleum door and it bumps his armor against the stone. There is quite a bit of clanging and clattering and you immediately hear the shift down below. It goes from silence to... Slash will sort of just let out a deep sigh. They hear us. Slash is going to start rooting through his pack for the tambourine, just in case. So do we stay, or do we go? You can hear them already heading up the yeah. stairs. So yeah, the decision really becomes... Let's. Do you want to face them or not? Like, you're confident yeah. they're coming. Move to, let's move to the edge of the graveyard and then see how they react to the tambourine. I suppose we can science this, yes. Um, Slash is going to do exactly that. He's going to double back as far as he can. Uh, he's going to unbundle the tambourine, get a few out into the open, and uh, see what happens when he gives the tambourine a shake. Oh, I like it. Hopefully we don't have to be attuned. <laughs> mm. And Lustro will run back to the edge of the graveyard and think about throwing ball bearings on the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> but thinks better of it. So the four of you, including Van Richten, move backwards and kind of let the zombies have the run of the place, see what they do. At 5.30, a few zombie parts kind of poke out of the half-open mausoleum door. They've reached the top of the stairs. A few of them are kind of clawing around in the air, sniffing the air. They don't seem to want to come any further than the threshold of those mausoleum doors. They don't want to come further than that invisible line, kind of. 
You shake the tambourine a little bit to see if it has any effect on them. And if anything, all it seems to do is confuse them. Uh, they don't really seem to react. A few in the front line seem a little confused for a second. Uh, but all it results in is one of them starts to eat the zombie next to him. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Oh, my face. Slash will sort of, you know, sort of go, hmm. Well, I suppose that answers that question. With Radavan being gone, it appears that these zombies are almost bound to this area. You do remember that the first time you were here and you fought these zombies, they didn't pursue. When you guys kind of retreated, when you saw that the numbers were a bit overwhelming and you decided to strategically retreat, Mm -hmm. they didn't follow. And that same kind of behavior is exhibited again at 5.30. 5.30 is also the time when, Tess, you need to give me another perception check. Let's do it. Uh, That is 20. Wait, sorry, 19. That is definitely enough to notice that Elise is in there. At the very least, you haven't seen anyone else, but at about 5.30, you see Elise entering the dining room. Looks like maybe she's uh, in the middle of cleaning and putting away those cups that little Greta took outside for tea time that she wasn't supposed to take. She's dealing with those at 5.30. Okay. Enters the dining room. Does that change what Tess does in any way? Uh, she lets out a mild sigh of relief that at least someone is still alive. Um, but she's going to keep just like poking her little elf eyes like at the edge of the windowsill. Maybe oh, yeah. like hold up a piece of bush so that she doesn't get seen. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps on watching for now. Yep. The stakeout continues. Back to the graveyard we go then. What is the plan here? It would seem that we have them penned in for now, appearing to be of their own volition. Do we wait for tests, or do we chance a further investigation? Colin looks like he really wants to say something right now, but is holding back because he's not there. Yeah, it's fine. Like, honestly, I'm probably wrong. I just am paranoid as shit. Hi, Colin. Nice to meet you for the first time. Uh, <laughs> What's your theory? Above the table. Like, what's Ab- got you? <laughs> Above the I, table? I have to know. Like, they're guarding something. Oh, like, of course. Yeah. Like, they're... I apparently... Everyone knew except me until now. Like, but if you have a bunch of mindless creatures, what are the tasks you can give them? You can say stay. You can say attack. You can say guard. And so they're like, oh, oh, hey, there is, like, food. And then they go. But, like, as soon as it's out of a radius of the area that they've been designated to guard, they go back. There's got to be something there, right? Just a bunch of good boys. (laughs) That's a problem. We don't know how many there are. And uh, 
These Vistani, they were nothing but just a bunch of good old boys. <laughs> good boys and good old boys are different. <laughs> oh. Maybe there's some racist dogs somewhere. <laughs> That's why Van Richten did what he did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it definitely raises some interesting questions. What if that command was stay and not guard? Though Who knows? You really don't know. Why but what do, what do the characters that are there do? Though? What's the plan? I want to drag him out and take care of him one at a time, but that'll take forever. You have 25 minutes. <laughs> we have dinosaur nuggets to get to. <laughs> I'll bring some in a doggy bag. It's fine. I don't know. I almost want to explore more of the graveyard to see if there is a hidden entrance into the mausoleum or the crypt. Yeah, I suppose we sort of just focused on two things. That is true. Um, while you're doing that, Slash would like to investigate the tombstones themselves that are in the graveyard to see if there's any names that either he or Van Richten might recognize, and more importantly, um, see if there's any, like, tracks leaving from certain graves to see if there's, like, a zombie that raised. Like, maybe Radovan had a proper grave and he just raised and left, you know what I mean? <laughs> you... Go check out some gravestones. Lustra, you want to kind of look for some passages you might have not noticed up till now? Yeah. What's Troubadour kind of doing while all that's going on? Killing zombies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, mostly he's going to take a, it, you know, make sure no zombies are going to rush out anybody. But he does have the urge to pull a Legend of Zelda and push on some gravestones and see if they move. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Slash, so go ahead and give me... An investigation. Nice. And then, David, I, I guess, what would this be? I'm, I'm leaning towards either investigation or or maybe even, like, nature to kind of survival, maybe, to for oh. tracks. I mean, he has been tracking Radovan for a while. Like, if Radovan didn't immediately, if there was a secret tunnel and Radovan used it, might find Radovan's tracks. I like that thought process because I get to use survival again. <laughs> I mean, I, whatever Justin says. No, I'm down with survival. So let's do investigation from Slash, uh, survival from Lustra, and Slash, oh. you can have advantage since Troubadour is pushing gravestones right next cool. to you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Lustra, Van Richten will go with you and give you guidance. Ooh. Um, so yeah, 15 on the investigation. <sighs> Uh, 14 on the survival. So we'll start the gravestones. It's kind of, you don't find anything you didn't find the first time you were here. Van Richten confirms, he says, yes, this graveyard was, was here when my grandfather purchased the estate. It is, it is much older than any of my family's graves. Plus all of the Van Richtens are buried within the mausoleum. So unfortunately, Slash, you guys don't really find anything new going on with the gravestones. Lustra, you give it your all to try to find a secret passage. And it's the same thing. You don't really find anything. You maybe even go inside the uh, woodworking shop or the coffins are. I mean, you check everything you can think of checking. There's nothing going on, which highly suggests that if there is a passage, it's got to be in the mausoleum because that's the only place you really haven't just torn apart well everything's pointing to the mausoleum i think we go and meet back with tess and try and tackle the mausoleum 
I feel like that would be most prudent. Those are the words that come out of Lustra's mouth at 5.40 p.m. About five minutes for one last little little something-something. I mean, if the zombies go completely back in, take those last five minutes to borrow it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's sure. fair. They yeah. want to stay in there? They can stay in there. They can starve to death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, you've waited a few minutes that most of them have already kind of made their way back down the stairs. And, and yeah, you guys managed to secure the door pretty good and put a bunch of stuff in front of it again. Pretty confident with the job you've done. And from there, you head out to go meet Tess. Would there have would they have noticed any of like any sense of a tambourine sound, or are we just assuming that's Radavan's? I, when you had your ear to the door, yeah, chances like, are it wouldn't have. Or, or when the door opened and stuff, yeah, didn't yeah. hear one for what it's worth. Yeah, so no little radio. Okay, yeah, no little tambourine jam. Dang it. <laughs> Lo-fi tambourines. <laughs> so the plan is to go back and meet Tess. Indeed. With a few minutes to spare, you actually managed to kind of get to the meeting spot at about, we'll call it 5.50. You get to the spot where you're supposed to meet Tess. Tess at 5.45. I need you to make a perception check. All right, come on. 14? Unfortunately, may, I guess maybe you're too glued at that window. You're too glued to that one vantage point. That one point of view you decided to check out by the window. Or maybe the leaf you're holding in front of your face <laughs> blocks your vision. <laughs> That's exactly know. what I need to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at 5.45, you don't notice anything. At 5.50, you do. 5.50, you notice and hear a door close, and you see Joseph walk into the dining room as well. Joseph arrives at the manor at 5.50. Unfortunately, with that perception, you're not sure which direction or anything like that that he came from, but at 5.50, Joseph arrives at the manor, and Tess is left with the decision... Of what to do now, because the rest of the group is waiting for it. Oh, and it would be probably like a 20-minute round trip to go to the meeting point and make it back here, yeah? For Tess by yourself, more like 10, but yeah. Yeah, so like meet in the middle, like 15 to like get to them and then match their pace as we come back. Sure. Um, I think um, if it's okay with everyone... I want Tess to make a wisdom check, probably DC 15, to see if she can... Because, like, the logical thing to do is go get everyone, make sure that everyone is in the proper thing, and then come back. But if anything's going to happen, it's probably going to be right when Joseph gets back, right? Possibly, yeah. So... Tess, what Tess wants to do is she wants to go and just at the very least confront him and say, and and ask him what he was up to, where he was. That's not 
optimal, but I think she, that's what your character that's, that's would what do. Tess wants to it's do. what my <laughs> character would do. You guys, I'm going to do a solo mission again. <laughs> TNT 201. Uh, yeah, I know, right. All right. Um, it's all good, man. All right. I'm arbitrarily saying it's a DC 15 wisdom save to not do that. Roll the five. Um, shit. Okay. Uh, well, you committed, so Tess is yeah, staying. Tess is staying. So Tess is going inside yeah. and is going to confront Joseph and Elise in the dining room. Yes. You walk in at essentially 5.50 on the dot. Barge right in there. And Joseph answers your questions. He says, I was looking for Casimir. Where else would I be? Casimir and Greta. They're both missing for goodness sakes. I assumed Greta would be wherever Casimir was, since they're both missing, but I can't find either. What about Carl? What Any about him? Carl? Any sign of him? I haven't seen him either. Elise, where's Carl? And Elise looks over. He headed back to his cottage for hours ago, as far as I know. I haven't seen him for the afternoon. At least, mm. Greta headed towards the Lake of Apples. There were two sets of footprints leading from this place. As far as I, as far as we know, Carl and Greta went to the Lake of Apples. And could the two of you come with me? I need to show you something. Come with you where? I'm on a schedule. Yes. Well, so am I. One that's a little more important than yours. Please, if you just come to the crossroads, uh, if you come to the end of the Richtenhouse driveway, I will be able to, sh- to explain why I'm being so cryptic. And if you need more, well... You can do a persuasion check. Thank you. Eight plus zero. Eight. I don't have time for this nonsense. Everything's behind schedule. Everyone's missing... And then he looks at Elise and says, have you even, have you found my damned ledger yet? And she shakes her head no. He says, if you'll excuse me, I'm retiring for the evening. I have to find my ledger. And if you find Carl, or you find Greta, or you find Casimir, or you find anyone who's supposed to be here right now, please come get me. I'll be in my room until then. Your ledger for what? Just what are you looking for? He, like, spreads his arms out wide and, like, looks at the manor in general and says, My ledger for the business, the accounts. You think all this just gets memorized in my head? And that's missing. How long has it been missing for? Did it go missing recently? Is it a... Persuasion again. God damn it. Two. I don't have time for these inquiries. Now, if you will... Kindly excuse me. And with that, he reads a he like goes away, goes upstairs, stomps towards his bedroom on the third floor. Ah, uh, Tess is going to just like not quite scream in exasperation, but just be like, that man, I would throttle him if I knew he probably wasn't already going to. Th- to hello, Elise. Elise, please. She puts a hand on your shoulder to try to calm you down. She says, Greta does this all the time. And it's not the first time Casimir has been late. 
he means well. Probably just fell asleep under a tree whittling or something. I'm sure everyone will turn up. I thank you for your concern. Tisantius, was it? Yes. I'm sure everything will be fine. Tess is going to narrow her eyes. Oh, like an insight check? Yes. Sure. Fifteen. She seems like she believes it. She's telling you the truth. She's like, Greta's done this before. Casimir has done this before. When it comes to Carl, she's like, who? <laughs> oh, oh, damn. <laughs> but, like, she, she seems concerned maybe at her father's level of anger and, like, distress involved with everyone not being on schedule. But she sincerely... Feels like everything's going to be okay. God damn it. That brings it to 555. If you don't leave now, you're going to be late. What do you do? Tess is going to just like grab a piece of toast, put it in her mouth, and run out the door <laughs> like an anime character. Yeah. She's going to inhale, exhale, and just say, Elise, please. I know I am not the best with my words, but my friends and I have been out looking... For Casimir, for Greta, for Carl, and... Who? But <laughs> for that other random dude, the rest of my friends, and Rudolph as well, they have been looking. We said we would meet up at six o'clock. If you would please just come with me, at the very least we will know if they found your sister or not. Please? Persuasion. <laughs> Come on. If only you had that guy you hate with you. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Fifteen. These people seem to run a tight schedule. She shakes her head and says, I guess I'm not sure why they can't just come here. My father's very upset. I should check on him first. Thank you for your concern. But really, I think everything will be just fine. Oh, God damn it. And with that, she leaves you alone in the kitchen so that she can go check on her dad. Uh, Tess is just going to just, like, take two fists and just, like, smack them against her forehead. Just be like, why doesn't anyone ever listen? Celeste just makes it look so easy. <laughs> And she is going to point upstairs and be like, I swear, if either of you disappear, before I get back, I am going to kill you myself. And she is just just frazzled, going to throw down the leaf that she was still holding in front of her face. <laughs> and just start sprinting out to the meeting point. You barely make it there by six, but you do make it there. By 6 p.m., we're all reunited at the second crossroads at 6 p.m. All right, Slash, you can have all the darts. You get the cloak. I'll take the bones. Oh, Tess, hi, how are you? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Please tell me you found literally anything. The zombies do not wish to cross the threshold of the mausoleum. They are clearly... Under orders from something. We found status quo. Wonderful. The ledger for the Venerton business is missing. That's all I've got. Hmm. 
Now he's looking for a 40-year-old ledger. Maybe it's not in the place that he thinks it is, or maybe it's rotten over time. At this point, nothing would surprise me. They... I, Elise doesn't even seem to care that her sister and her apparent love interest are missing. She says this happens all the time. That Casimir falls asleep whittling under trees, and that Greta just goes off on her own until who knows when. And her father is incredibly mad. Greta likes to hang out with Carl. We haven't investigated his house yet. He should be back, and now we know he's friendly enough not to murder us with his big old hands. <laughs> he's just down the street. We I can ask like, him where people I, hang. I feel like that would be the most important move. In addition, we actually haven't properly investigated his domicile yet. We took a quick peek in on the way through, but we actually haven't really sort of turned it over. Not to say that we should be rude, but given the circumstances, we should be rude. <laughs> At least did say that Carl was, or I guess it would have been Joseph that said Carl probably was at his, back in his own house. So if he is where he is supposed to be, he would be there. And if he is not, then something extra is wrong. Oh, third person missing. Hooray. We're going to need more milk. <laughs> So we want to go check out the groundskeeper's shack. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. You manage to get there in a fairly short amount of time. By the time everybody is kind of caught up on the stories, you all catch each other up and come to this conclusion that you want to go to the groundsman's cottage and then actually travel there. Anyway, when it's all said and done, it is 6.10 p.m., when you're standing outside this little shack slash cottage, whatever you want to call it. It's a very simple little building. It rests in this little tiny dell that's surrounded by trees. The foundation's clearly aged. Building's been there a while. And you can hear a little bit of shuffling and bustling coming from inside. Pretty confident Carl's in there. Somebody's in there. We knocking, kicking it open. What are we doing? Tess is just going to start, like, stalking to forward. Her her eyes are a little crazy and her hair is, like, disheveled. She's just so stressed and angry right now. Remember, they're on their normal schedule, so... Yeah, still murder them if you want. Maybe you'll be here tomorrow. Who knows? Slash will stop Tess from, you know, drop-kicking the door <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, please, Tess, you're clearly out of sorts. Allow me. And Slash will calmly knock on the door. Tess won't even respond. She's just that out of sorts that she won't take a moment to jab at Salash. <laughs> Troubadour will just whisper, don't worry, this way he'll die first. <laughs> the door opens. It's opened up by Carl's big old meaty hands. <gasps> he greets you on the other side. Rather from the past. You can kind of look beyond him and see inside his very simple little abode. There's a wooden table, two wooden chairs. You can see a plate with a half-finished apple and a little chunk of underjack cheese on it. There's just a single lantern hanging from the rafters that illuminates this little cottage. Very, very simple. Says, oh, you folks again. Can I help you? 
slash will look him up and down. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Carl, was it? Um, mm. we, we are currently looking for both yourself, Casimir, and Greta. I don't suppose you know their whereabouts. You're requested back at the house. As well, good news, you found me. <laughs> as far as Casimir and Greta go, who knows, kind of looks out of the sun. There's uh it's what, about 6.15, 6.20? My guess is Greta ain't too far. Usually they eat somewhere around this time. The Van Richtens aren't supposed to be home today, so I don't think there was really an official supper planned. Casimir? Who knows? Sleeping under a tree? That's my guess. Did you leave the estate with Greta, or did Greta go off on her own earlier? As I left after my work was done earlier, there's groundskeeping all day. I Inside. didn't leave with Greta anywhere. Yeah, Slash wants to see if he's he's lying through his teeth there. Um, so I presume insight. Yep. And when was the last time I did an insight? Uh, Seventeen. There's just something about the way he says it that strikes Slash's odd. You're confident he's lying. Hmm. Slash sort of, you know, shuffles a little bit in, 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 his, in his step. Well, Carl, understand that Greta's important to Elise, and Elise is truly concerned about Greta this time. We saw her leave, and knowing that she's very fond of you, I'm sure that you could at least help us help Elise in this way. Elise? Fond of me? <laughs> I wish. I'm sure the girl's fine. Let me go ahead and make a persuasion check. Hey, I can do that. Uh, 26. <laughs> you can see, like, the little light bulb go off in his head the thought of maybe using this situation to gain favor with Elise mm. is that's a thought that he finds very appealing but his only response is eh, maybe after dinner I'll head back out then I just got done with my shift and just got home but you got my word I'll be back out there looking I'll head up to the manor once I'm done here. Done dinner? Done... What was your shift today? Sorry, you're you're such a beautiful uh, uh, grounds. <laughs> I, I like knowing what you worked on today and yesterday and tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> uh, he lets you know that... I mean, he's been working in the grounds all around the house all day. You guys witnessed him doing it yeah. for a majority of the day. And it's like, just the house. It's a damn mess. I swear, I... Mowed the lawn yesterday. <laughs> Some druids casting plant growth around here. And as far as tomorrow goes, his plan is to continue. Mm-hmm. And before we go, Carl, um, and thank you for your word on finding Greta. Um, there are two sets of tracks. It's important for me to inform you that it seems that Greta was... With someone else when she left, based on the tracks that we discovered. Um, I don't suppose Greta has another friend that perhaps she hangs out with on the estate? 
He shrugs. Maybe that's where Casimir is. Oh. Maybe it was his, maybe it was his boots. I see. Um <laughs> Colin is making um uh, gestures to like shank Carl. Um <laughs> What? Looster being the sneakerhead is like, but you wear size 13. Casimir wears size 9. It can't be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you an insight with advantage based on that. <laughs> oh, 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 I will take oh, that. I will oh, take Looster that. make a foot fetish check. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a sneakerhead, okay? It's a different thing. Uh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Six of one. Size 6 of one. <laughs> Natural 20. What the fuck? (laughs) This is the moment. This is Looster's brain blast. (laughs) It's the Sherlock Holmes. Like you couldn't possibly. He's in his foot palace. (laughs) Gross. Hot. Looster picks up on the fact that maybe even like some of the... uh, some of the mud on Carl's shoes doesn't... You'd think it would have, like, wiped away in the, the tall grass of the Van Richten estate, right? But you managed to figure out that, yeah, you're pretty sure it was Carl's footprints next to Greta's. His boots even suggest that maybe it was him. You're not 100%, but it's certainly enough to trigger that question in Lustra's mind, that's for sure. And Carl maybe catches you looking down at his boots. Nice aglet. (laughs) (laughs) Are those Yeezys? (laughs) And he tries to maybe cut the conversation short once he sees you looking at his shoes is look, I just want to finish my damn food after a long shift. And he points toward the sky. And he says, plus it's already about 6.20. And nighttime is coming to Richton House real soon. And we're going to call it a night there, I think. Oh, man. The plot thickens. The plot thickens, and the sun prepares to set. Oh, man. All right, how many words can you guys get out of him before Tess cuts his fucking throat? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) 